Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Spartan Red Zone here on WDBM. I'm Matt Merrifield, joined alongside the entire football beat here for Impact for Michigan State Football and our photo man, Jack Moreland, JMO, joining us in the studio as we get ready for our road trip to Iowa City. It is currently 11 a.m. here on this beautiful Friday afternoon in East Lansing. As soon as we finish this, we are heading to Iowa City, six and a half hours across the great American plains. Can't wait to drive through cornfields. Uh, and the Chicago Skyway. Great I'm so times. hyped to drive through Gary, Indiana, the home of Michael Jackson. The birthplace. <laughs> the birthplace of Michael Jackson. There's a lot that goes on in Gary, Indiana. Uh, I, say, I also believe it's the murder capital of the world, so hopefully we don't have to stop and get gas there. Oh, this is right. this is a great start. To hey, this episode. before the Let's show started, <laughs> before the show started, we discovered that there are lions in Pennsylvania. Yeah, Matt didn't understand the difference between an African lion and a mountain lion, I believe. <laughs> um, and I, I just had to to clear that up that mountain lions are much more frequent um, in North America than the African lions that graze over the savannah <laughs> or the Serengeti, whatever you want to call. It's a uh, and for those that missed the broadcast against Maryland on Saturday, Sloak had his own National Geographic section coming out of halftime to explain to the lovely listeners uh, what a terrapin was. A small turtle um, in the Testudian origin, <laughs> and they live in fresh and or brackish waters. Do you know what brackish waters is? Yeah. It's the shallow water. <laughs> like, no, what? do you know what kind of water it is, though? It's fresh water. It's salt and fresh yeah. water. It's like in the Chesapeake Bay where like, yeah. it mixes, yeah. And it's shallow, and the student that. section was trying to take the Terps to the deep end, and it didn't happen because Terps live in shallow water. The, the Spartans <laughs> got taken into the brackish waters Absolutely. on Saturday on homecoming. We'll get to that in a second. Um, let's see, Zach is back, yeah, as I'm we so, are, as we so are hearing. He is so back. He was downriver last Friday, couldn't join us. I had uh, to f- film some high school football. It was electric. Shout out but now River I'm back here. Shout out Downriver. <laughs> yeah, Riverview Flat Rock, 36-34 final. Good, wow. very good game. Barn burner. Uh, we also have JMO, as I said, Jada yeah. Coster, JDC in the studio, ready to rock and roll. Lady C to you, but okay. Okay. <laughs> anyway, it's gonna be a long weekend. Uh, last weekend was a disaster again. <laughs> uh, Spartans lost to the Maryland Terrapins on homecoming, 31 to nine. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, we have another update in the Mel Tucker saga. Uh, go. Well, actually, we have two updates because I made the show sheet before last night when he got a little upset and filed a little lawsuit, but mm. or plans to file a lawsuit. We'll get to that in a second. Um, road trip to Iowa City, as we said, get to see the lovely Midwest. And I've never been to Iowa City. Impact has never been to Iowa before. So this is kind of a cool first trip for the station. Um, we had a yeah. fun around, <laughs> around the country was fun last week. We had six top 25 matchups. It was a great weekend of college football. Lived up to the hype. We'll talk about that. Some more big games coming up this weekend. And obviously, we'll finish it off with the pick presented by the Merrifield Sportsbook. Uh, so let's start. Let's get the Mel Tucker st- stuff out of the way. Uh, on Wednesday, was it Wednesday, Jay? Uh, I believe it was Wednesday. So. Michigan State officially fired yeah. Mel Tucker. Um, so now the transfer portal is open for 30 days. So we'll have to wait and see. I'm interested to see what players don't play tomorrow in Iowa City. Maybe not. Don't get on the team plane uh, this afternoon. Find Iowa City because if they have plans to redshirt. Because remember, you get or plan to transfer because you get four games before you use your redshirt. So Michigan State has played four games this year. So if players still want to keep that redshirt and transfer, uh, they just can't play the rest of the season. They can opt out starting right now. Well, a couple guys can play this week and still uh, Charles Brantley is one who hasn't used a redshirt year yet and hasn't 
um, because he sat out last week, which I think he was hurt because he did get banged up against Washington, but maybe not. And then Jacoby Winman's another one who didn't play last week, so he could choose to play this week. And then I don't know, though, because he's like a grad and he already transferred. It's so weird. The COVID year throws really everything off. The new portal rules really confuse me. Um, So my brain is just fried, but we'll see. There might be uh, 22 players on Michigan State sideline. That might be interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm expecting a lot of guys. I don't know about a lot of guys, but I'm expecting a decent amount of players to transfer out of here. Um, Matt, we talked about this last week. I really hope Jordan Hall is no Jordan Hall, guys because no Malik Spencer, yeah, Jordan no Hall, no Chance Rucker. I think three of those guys. Darius um, Snow's not going anywhere. Thank God. For anybody that has any concerns, he is MSU royalty. The bloodline runs thick through the Snow <laughs> family. He's a Spartan dog for life. So, uh, I, if I a lock of a week is Darius Snow doesn't transfer for me. Oh God. Um, Remember last year yeah. when Slowick guaranteed that uh, Dante Moore would flip to Michigan State. I that didn't didn't guarantee. Yes, I you tried, did. I you crystal balled him. You crystal yeah. balled it. I crystal balled immediately at, transferred to UC, or uh, recommitted, he, he, decommitted from Oregon, and he, then committed to UCLA. I, hey, I got part of the crystal ball right that he was le- not going to <laughs> Oregon, um, and he did not look good last at, week. But we'll get to that. I'm sure at, we'll yeah, we will get that. to that. Anyways, Mel Tucker also uh, has plans to file a lawsuit against Michigan State for wrongful termination. Uh, we'll see how that plays out. I don't think Michigan State has any plans of paying out the rest of his uh, salary. I don't know how much is left on his saw. eighty million. Saw, eighty million yeah. still left, so a lot of money left on the table. So the issue that I'm seeing that might arise from this situation is Michigan State is arguing or thinking about or trying to find a way to not pay him for the games he coached this year. Mm. If that happens, I think he gets a lot more money. Um, then my guess is well, what will happen is there'll be a settlement. They're not going to let this blow up. Yeah, it, it'll um, be, but if they try to not pay him for the games he already coached, that's when well, it can get ugly. The whole t- uh, investigation that the the decision and the hearing is next week. I think depending on what the ruling is on that will play a big factor in how much money he gets if he gets anything at all. Because if he doesn't, if the ruling isn't in his favor, I don't see how he has any grounds to stand on to get. But we'll have to wait and see. Uh, we'll keep everybody updated as that. Uh, plays out. Back to the football field. Michigan State lost to the Terrapins last week, 31-9. to What a game. It was one of the games of all time. Michigan State uh, turnover bug was a big issue. Five turnovers in the game and uh, just really couldn't get anything going. And that, those turnovers don't even include when they turn the ball over inside the five-yard, or try to turn over on downs inside the five-yard line of Maryland and a couple other big mistakes. Um, so uh, I mean, I, I'll, I'll open it up for the turnover bug was a big issue, and also the drops were a big issue. There, I think there were two times that MSU had a chance to score, and the receivers just flat out dropped it. But I just go back to the quarterback position. Uh, Noah Kim, 18 for 32, 190 yards, two interceptions. Just didn't look good. Um, I just don't understand why head coach Harlan Barnett, look, Harlan's a great guy. Um, I like him a lot, but I just don't understand why you don't give Caden Hauser a chance to start because he said in the press conference he's rolling with Kim. There's no co- quarterback controversy. I just don't really understand that. I mean, I don't know what I mean, guys' thoughts are. Kim, but to me, looks like he, I, he took two more sacks last week. It feels like every time he drops back, he's getting hit. Like, it feels like he has, yeah. he's very much getting hit a lot, and he just never is not settled in the pocket. That's why he throws off his back foot a lot. That's why he's not very accurate. Went 18 for 32 for 190, had two picks. It just, he doesn't seem settled in. And I thought he got rid of that the first two weeks of the season, but obviously with the last two games against Washington and now Maryland, um, 
has not settled in, which is apparent. Iowa is a tough defense coming up this week. So it'll be interesting to see. Kate Hauser came in for one drive, uh, drove the team down the field, went 6 for 10 for 75 on that drive before ending in a interception because Jay Johnson called a halfback screen on first and goal from the eight. If we can just touch. A short side halfback screen, for that matter. Yeah, uh, just a touch on it, though. I want coaching malpractice. First of all, horrific play call. Second of all, maybe worse than the play call was that pass. That ball, I, I'm sorry. I don't, if, if if it's not there, you, one, you you have a wide receiver running, fake, running a fade as a fake. You send that ball through the back of the end zone. Or two, you throw it at the running back's feet. You don't float a ball. How do you float a ball 10 yards past where your running back's at? Like, he missed him by ten yards. Yeah, well, and I and Nathan Carter's a dog. It was. It was that's all I have. It to was say. funny because on the green and white report, I got very upset about the play call. And Sir Dunnick's argument against it was it was open. I don't remember it. Be, I mean, maybe it was open. That's not the point. That's they not, ran nine and they got a collective the, negative five yards. The, the, the point of that was my point. My point was not that. It was open. Hey, it was the fact many. that you should have called it. Two, this team can't complete screen passes. We saw two quarterback sneaks last week, which was impressive. That was impressive. Jay Johnson is slowly learning. Uh, but I don't – this team can't complete a screen pass as it is. Noel Kim, I think, was 5 for 10 last week on screen passes. Like, it just – Why are they throwing I, so many screen passes? This is the question. It, I mean – Like, why? And, and of those five they complete, I think two of them actually result in positive yards. You should be completing 90% of your screen passes. Are all of them going to be go for big gains or gains at all? Maybe not. But – you got to complete them. They're just little flips out to your running back. I don't understand it. Um, so that was frustrating. That what almost was a pick six, but Nathan Carter ran down. I believe it was Dante Trader Jr. who had the pick. Uh, ran him down at like the 30 of He stepped State. out of bounds way back. But oh, that's right. Was, he did step out of bounds. It was good effort to get back. It was a great effort. Uh, then Sam Levitt, the true freshman from Washington, came in uh, for the last drive. Went two for two. Had nine yards. Scrambled for a first down. He looked good, I guess. I don't know. Um Nathan Carter, 19 for 102, or 19 for 97 uh, on the ground. He looked good, even though he had a fumble that kind of set the team back. Turnovers were the biggest issue for this team. Michigan State outgained Maryland. They held Tua, mm-hmm. or Talia Tagovailoa, excuse me, to 21 for 36 for 223. And they also had an interception. Yeah, little Tua. Um, but like, uh, they played well. Yeah, I mean, they also won time of possession, which I can't tell you last time they did Could that. Could not tell you last time they did that. I did. Nom. Nom, I, think, I don't yeah. I think it's been more recent than Nom. Tory Foster had a good Debatable. had a good day, six for sixty seven, dropped a huge touch, a potential touchdown catch at the end of the first half. Hit him in the face. Hit him. I had a hit great him shot in, on that one too. I couldn't believe he didn't catch that. J, see, JMO thought <laughs> he had a He thought he had an yeah. award winning photo, and Montori Foster just dropped it. <laughs> Sold. Um, Malik Carr. Had his had a big day. He had five for fifty three. There. Yeah. Five. And why are you taking a deep shot with somebody that transferred here to block? Why oh, to, uh, to Jalen Franklin. Which, I'm going to say it again. I'm a huge Jalen Franklin supporter. He is a great blocker. Why are you not using your 6'6", 260-pound tight end that, oh, yeah, by the way, runs off probably a, around a 4'5", maybe a 4'6". He's a big body, but he gets chugging. Well, it, it just the, the, the use of these wide receivers. So, for those that don't know, Christian Fitzpatrick and Jerron Glover are the top two receivers in the Big Ten in yards per catch. Unfortunately, Patrick has three catches on the year, I yeah, think. Yeah, and they're all wow. for big games. He has the two biggest catches of the year for Michigan State. And then you have Jerron Glover, who had two for 51. And like, those, Jerron Glover catches everything. 
Yeah, they just don't throw him the ball. Uh, Antonio really Gates also has two huge plays. Yeah, he almost he forced well he forced the pass interference call that led to the screen pass call. So in hindsight, <laughs> it didn't help the Spartans, but he had a, he got he, he always got, gets open. Was, he does a great job of getting open. His and, route running ability I mean, is it, insane. It, it, Trey Mosley dropped a ball weird uh, again. Yeah, weird. Like I think he has two or three drops on the year, and I think in the last three years he has like two. Yeah. Like, he doesn't drop the ball. Yeah. Um, but and then Terrell Henry's another guy. Yep. He he's got three catches career. Two of them are for touchdowns. Get this man the ball. Yeah, I mean, it, it, there's a lot. Uh, I mean, the, the offense has weapons, as we just point out. There's a lot of receivers that can make plays. Nathan Carter's a very good running back, averaged five yards a carry last weekend. So it's just like I mean, truthfully, last week they outplayed Maryland. Just. The turnovers cost can't them. Get you can't turn the ball over five yeah. times. And and the defense, I thought, looked very impressive, especially for what they we've seen. The, they kept them in the game until the end where they just got tired. I thought the defense played really well yesterday, much better than, or yesterday, uh, last Saturday, compared to Washington. I Agreed. Thought, cool. I thought the secondary I, looked much better. I mean, Chance Rucker looked very right, good yeah. for his first yeah. ever start. Yeah, That's the mo- first time he's played more than 10 snaps in a game. He actually, like, had a couple real, he had two pass breakups, one in the end zone. He... The coverage just looked way better. Like I don't know what it was. I don't know what changed in the last week. But Michigan State, it was twenty-one-three at halftime. Is that what I'm? Is that I'm trying to remember off yes, the top of my head? Correct. And Michigan State came out of the half, forced a three and out, scored. Well, then Terp, Maryland faked the punt, <laughs> and then Michigan State still got off the field somehow. Went down and scored, made it twenty-one-nine because Jay, for they, the Michigan State decided to go for it halfway through the third quarter for some reason. Um, I don't hate the call, but it was just a weird one. And then Michigan State got another stop, turned the ball over, then intercepted it back. Like the defense kept him in it till halfway through the third, halfway through the fourth. And the offense like had like three opportunities to make it a one score game and just couldn't capitalize. And then one last turnover broke the back. Maryland punched him at thirty one nine, and then that was kind of it. So it's just, I mean, I don't have much more to add about this game. I don't know about you guys, but just mistakes so, compounding is just frustrating. Here's what I want to. Is the question I'll bring up. Angelo Gross has looked amazing. Yeah. He's looked say. amazing. Shout out Angelo Gross for the interception in the red zone. Shout out to him just for existing. First off, yeah. being a dog. <laughs> um, but two, he's one of the funniest human beings I've ever God. met. He's hilarious. So he's a dog. He's funny. But if Chuck Brantley comes back, is is Rucker just back on the bench? I, I, the way Rucker played, he deserves to start this weekend. Especially, that, we'll get into it. Iowa's receivers are not that good. No, we'll get to, we'll get into it in a second. So, it, but if Iowa's receivers not being good, you want your best tackling because they're right. going to want to run the ball. Right. And Charles Brantley is one of the better tacklers. I expect a lot of Darius Snow this week if he's healthy. The, he still doesn't the, look healthy. The X factor of the game this weekend, we'll get into it in a second. We can move over in a second. Will be Cal Halliday, I, I think. Oh, I thought you were going to go Jordan Hall. Well. Whoever plays in that spot, because it's going to come down, because we'll, uh, I guess we'll just trans- transition yeah, into Iowa. So Michigan State at Iowa tomorrow night, 7.30 on WDBM. Spartan Red Zone with me and Zach starts at 7 p.m. Iowa 3-1, and lost 31 to nothing at Penn State last week. Uh, they had 76 yards of total offense. Not great. This offense sucks. Typical Iowa. This offense. No, I don't even know if this is typical Iowa. This offense sucks. They're 129th in total offense, 125th in passing yards per game, 122nd in third down conversion, and 105th in points per game. 
This offense is not good. And their and defense kind of disappointing because you brought in Cade McNamara, you brought in Eric All to kind of help. Eric Michigan. All is so scary to me. Yeah. <laughs> he destroys the Spartans. I know. And, <laughs> I mean, you brought in those transfers and nothing's really panned out so far. Yeah, so. Uh, Cade McNamara kind of called out the coaching staff this week. I don't know who those who caught the presser, uh, but he made a comment about how he's just out there playing. He's not the one calling plays. Thought that was an interesting choice of words. Kate McNamara has a is 43 for 85 on the year for a 50% completion percentage for four touchdowns and three picks, averaging 115 yards a game. Um, that's a dog. That's a dog if I've ever seen one. Uh, so, yeah, this offense not great. Their receivers have a combined 14 catches. Their wide receivers, their tight ends, um, Eric All and Luke Lachey. Have 20. Are both dogs. Eric All and Lachey both have 10 catches. So yeah. they are. Uh, those are the two factors, which is why Darius Snow in coverage is going to be huge. If he's healthy. If he's healthy. I, I don't think he's healthy. And, which sucks. You have to play Jordan Hall because Cal Halliday cannot cover tight ends or anybody for the matter. No, I'm sorry. I love you, Cal Halliday. You're a great run stuffer. You're a great old school linebacker, but you have to be able to pass. He's pass coverage unbelievable he at picking off. He's unbelievable at the tip drill, too. Give him credit he for is, that. He can pick off any ball tipped in his I just, vicinity. Jordan Hall played great last weekend. He got his first career start, and he needs to continue to play. Um, you have the Aaron Brulee's looked pretty good too. He's have, he's mm-hmm. not get, last year we saw he would either be have amazing games or he would get lost. This year he's kind of just like around. Yeah, he doesn't seem to like truly like he doesn't he's not having those huge games where he like goes there crazy. Were, but there were games last year where he really stood out and that just kind of hasn't been the case well, this and it, year. It, he, he's one of those guys where he normally like walks down to the edge and he'll rush and now this year he's playing more of a like that linebacker role which doesn't – I mean, it makes sense with Winman out, but if Winman plays today, I would, yeah. I would imagine he'd be back on the D-line. But if Chris Bogle's out again, this defense is riddled with injuries. Yeah. But so, I mean, I could see Winman going down and playing D-end if they're – I don't know. They're gonna need. It, it, they're gonna go pretty. I think heavy on the D line. They're gonna be, go put some big. It'll bodies be good out to see because Michigan State will be able to run the four three this week, which I think they're. I don't think they will. That's the worst part. Oh God. Anyways, <laughs> uh, we'll get to see offensive guru Brian Ferentz, son of Kirk Ferentz, their head coach. Um, he needs to get to twenty five points per game throughout the year. He needs to score three hundred and twenty five points this year for him to keep his job. And how many points are they? Uh, they're fifteen points, but they need to score forty this week to get back on schedule. Um, so keep that in mind. Keep I that mean, in the back of your head. If there's a defense to do it against, it's Michigan State. They, well, the only time they've gotten to twenty five this year was against Western Michigan. They scored forty one, and they are bad. They are really bad. They're in the match. So, and obviously they had seventy six yards in a hurricane last week at Penn State in the whiteout. Um, it's the blackout at Connect Stadium tomorrow night. MSU's in all white. MSU wearing all white with the block S and the green face mask. I love the fit. Oh, I, I like love that. it. Michigan State's dressed for success. Is it going to matter? Probably, Probably not. not. <laughs> but, I mean, we kind of already talked about it, but any other keys to the game that you guys are interested in? I think Jordan Hall needs to play even more. Um, on, on the offensive side of the ball, don't turn the ball over. Um, the second, I'm going to just say it right there. The secondary looked pretty, pretty yeah. good last week. And Maryland's a great team at passing yeah. the football. Like yeah. they're not that's their no, yeah. bread and butter. I mean, you hold Talia under three hundred, which is a lot of yards. I think they held him under two fifty, right? He had like two twenty three. No, the but, defensive mean, line got bullied in the run game. Yeah. And that can't happen that, this weekend. That if that happens, I was gonna have a lot of success because all they want to do is run the ball. But if that D line, I I think they have to go like really heavy or walk down an extra person, send weird blitzes and scheme up some a lot of movement on that D line because head to head they are not winning off the line of scrimmage. 
Um, the offensive line also losing off the line of scrimmage repeatedly, uh, which is crazy considering Michigan State has the highest paid def- or offensive line coach in the country. Um, but I think it all starts in the trenches on both sides. But really, if the defensive line can figure it out, I think this team's fine. I love the safety play from the two sophomores back there. Um, linebacker play has been, other than 27 in coverage, has been unbelievable. Um Jordan Hall looks great in coverage. Aaron Brule, like I said, not really a coverage linebacker. He's more like a pressure, like send it off the edge. But Jacoby Winman's looked really good when he's dropped back in coverage. The corners haven't really gotten beat too bad. I mean, Washington, everybody got beat. It yeah. was ugly. Um, and But they were really picking on the linebackers in that one. But it's just that D-line. If, they, if the D-line can put it together and get consistent pressure to go along with just being able to hold your ground on running plays, don't get driven ten yards off the ball. I think they have a lot of success. I think for the, I think for the, I go to the offensive side of the ball. Just you got to get out of your own way. Got to score points. You got to score points, and the quarterback play's got to be better. Obviously, um, just you got to limit the turnovers. Just not no more fumbles, no more just bad interceptions where you're throwing it behind the receiver. Um, and I think. I think MSU is a chance if they can limit those turnovers and not shoot themselves off the foot like they've been doing. And also the offensive line play, like you said, uh, Zach, just not getting a lot of push, just getting beat off the line of scrimmage every single time. Um, if they can be better at that, I think they have a decent chance. Yeah, so. they they got to protect Noah Kim. Right. I think I think it comes down to the offense. The way the defense has played, the way they played last week against a very good Maryland offense, I have no reason to believe why they shouldn't be able to shut down an Iowa offense that just can't move the football. Um, so there's that. I mean, Michigan State's 12-point underdogs in that game, which I think is – Kind of wild. Uh, J-Mo, do you have anything to add about what are you looking for out of Michigan State? You have a different perspective than us, too, because you yeah. get to be on the sideline for I, games. Yeah, the, the field is squished down there. I don't know. I don't see it as well. But I don't know. I'm just excited to see something just come out of this offense. I just want to see them get some like kind of chemistry going. I don't know. It, it just feels like they've got a lot of pieces like what you guys have been talking about, and just it's not fitting together. I just want to see a great drive end in a touchdown. Like yeah. last week, they were so close so many times. So I don't know. I just really, I just really want to see it all come together. I'd love to see a highlight play right in front of me. That'd be pretty cool too. Would be. <laughs> JMO wants to take pictures of people in the end zone. That's true. Ten yeah. yards behind the line of scrimmage. Can I request a immaculate picture of Iowa's punter? Yeah. Like they're, yeah, for for them that. being such a punter, I need one shot of a punter. Preferably Iowa's because they're you know punter. <laughs> and, and a Brian like, Ferentz reaction. Uh, and a great and, one. Of and a Brian Ferentz. Yeah. Anyways. Um, before we move to the national picture, something came out last night. Brett McMurphy tweeted, uh, Michigan State candidates for the future head coach from his Michigan State. A, a source told this. him it was a six-man list, and I thought it was interesting. Some names that I think we all expected to be on there. Some, I, I hope, are a joke. One specifically, um, I don't think it is. Uh, but yeah, here's the six-man list. Mike Elko from Duke, who has been linked to Michigan State. Uh, Dan Enos, Enos, the Arkansas offensive coordinator. The Razorbacks. Uh, you have Matt okay. House, uh, LSU's defensive coordinator. Charles Huff, uh, Marshall's head coach. In. Uh, Pat Narduzzi. <laughs> Out. <laughs> and and then that. you thought this is uh, this is also an interesting. Mike Tressel, the Wisconsin defensive coordinator. And if, Wisconsin's terrible. Mike Tressel used to be the defensive coordinator here. I, thought I he don't was, care. I thought he was the heir apparent to Mark D'Antonio. Um <laughs> And maybe he is. Do uh, you want Mark Trussell as our head coach? I w- wouldn't hate it. He's on my top three of this list. I would have him as a defensive coordinator. I would love that. I don't know why Mel Tucker let him go. Like, yeah, that like, 
let's be honest. Scotty here. Hazleton's a great football coach. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Michigan State's defense was never an issue until 2020. Um, but anyways, uh, so yeah, Pratt Narduzzi, shoot him into the sun, please. No, no, <laughs> stay away. Why would you? No, um, no, thank you. Here's my thing. I wouldn't be surprised if there's someone who pops up that is a little bit maybe higher end that might be willing if Michigan State can retain all these young guys because they are built to succeed in the future. They have guys who just need to be developed. When you have Jordan Hall, the wide receiver room is young, and it is If you say Brian Hartline, stacked. I'm kicking you off the show. Well, I want Brian Hartline. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> the door is right there, Jay. They're, they're, I wouldn't be surprised with the conference realignment if, like, uh, somebody doesn't like where their team's, the trajectory their team's on and was like, you know what, we're going to go to the Big Ten. That's why I think Jonathan Smith, the head coach at Oregon, that's that Oregon, Oregon State. State. Oregon yes, State's head coach. that's exactly like, who I was thinking. He yeah. is about to get screwed by conference realignment. So that's I feel exactly. like if Michigan State came call and said, hey, you get to still call, coach big-time college football. And you'll still be coaching on the West Coast multiple times a you year. St- I mean, you still get, and then you have, I mean, Oregon State's free football resources are not what Michigan State has, A, and then obviously the football building going in. Like, Michigan State, whoever gets this job. And the Beavers are kind of wagons this year. I mean, the, uh, he's developed a very good program. I mean, <laughs> ukulele. Oregon State, they have a big game tonight against Utah, which we'll get to in a second. But, um, Give it the Beavs. So, I mean, Utes overall. Beavers. I'm not. I don't hate this list, other than Pat Narduzzi. That's what I mean, though. Like, if <laughs> like, they I, if like, they can retain well, all their their young pieces, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody like Smith well, or uh, I can't even. There's a couple other guys that come to head. Somebody somebody said uh, Notre Dame's head coach. Oh, I was that like, was why Re- Regal Beard said that. Why? Stop it. Yeah, at that, bring Butch that. Jones. I'm just kidding. He cried on the sideline. Um, <laughs> I want to add something. Uh, Bruce Feldman, the athletic, tweeted out this a couple hours ago. He said, uh, "Kansas is uh, Kansas head coach Lance Leopold and uh, Washington State's head coach uh, Jake Dickert have, have emerged as strong candidates for Michigan State coaching." Staff. I love that. Those yeah. are those are so, both, Lance Leopold, those, those two might like be Lance the top two. I might. I have to think Chris Kleiman at Kansas State. Now he came out and said he is strongly staying at Kansas State. Yeah, that's a Bell bunch Tucker of crap. said that that's too. A bunch, that's a bunch of crap. <laughs> Before he left Colorado, <laughs> that, that, I mean, he, he that's a bunch of crap. Like, I'm not going the, anywhere. The, this the, is home. The only Let's time, the, the only time I can remember that a head coach said that they weren't going anywhere and didn't was Mel Tucker with the LSU stuff, and that's because Michigan State handed him ninety million dollars, do, do and we, now he's handing it back. So I guess it all hey, kind of it washed, anyways. But. Do we? Uh, yeah, I know he's an analyst now, but he he does coach Stop. high don't, school ball. Don't you dare say Joe Clatt. <laughs> oh God, oh, oh. no. No, oh, I thought your man I was crush say, for Joe we, Klatt was Urban leaking. Meyer. No, I don't not okay, have Urban Meyer. Uh, even better, Greg Olson. Give him a he's shot. Not, he's not leaving Fox. I don't know. <laughs> he's not leaving. Stop I bet it. you. I bet you MSU can match his salary. How much do you think he's getting paid by Fox right now? Less than nine and a half million dollars a year. <laughs> okay, I think the other big thing we have to keep in mind is how much money Michigan State's able to retain from Mel Tucker's contract because if they end up owing him like fifty to sixty million dollars, Mike Trussell's the future head coach of this football team. Because they're not going to be able to afford to go out and hire a Charles Huff or a Marcus Freeman. For some none reason. of that money is actually Michigan State. It's all donor money. I feel like half of it is Michigan State money. I don't remember. Every I also, penny was. I also. Well, I think. Donated. I think the university paid for his his, his original contract, and then uh, the the two donors came in. I don't gave him that nine and a half. We'll, we'll keep you updated. So, but it can be used for if they don't have to pay Mel. It can be used for NIL. That is good to know. And I also think it's important for the next head coach not to make $9 million a year because you can take pay him like five, and then that $4 million goes, goes to NIL to, every year. And or you, can, you give you get a really consistent 
OC when you don't have to worry about leaving for another job if he's making two million a year. Well, Jay Johnson's already a top ten offensive coordinator, paid offensive coordinator. He in the should country. be a bottom three. He is the worst <laughs> offensive coordinator in the country. Second worst. Well, I would say second worst because the number one We're, is going, the Spartans are playing. Yes, it, uh, it's a battle of the worst offensive coordinator in the country. I'm so over it. And I do not. Oh, if I see him walking through the press box oh. like I do every week, I, I it just infuriates me because all I know in his head is yeah, weak side counter right here, and then Half he does it. Screen inside oh, the screen so, I'm so. Oh. Anyways, all right, let's 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 expand uh, yeah. our window. Let's We're gonna get go to the here. national picture. Um, let's start off. Bonix and the Oregon Ducks last week. Dog, they are slapped. Or Colorado across the field for four quarters. because they didn't have Travis. Um, no, no, stop it. Uh, but for those that missed it, I think the final score was 42-6 or something. Yeah, if Travis Hunter's there, the score, the final score might be 35-6. <laughs> that might be the only difference. I mean, Oregon, I, let's be honest, Colorado is not ready to compete oh, at high enough level. They have USC tomorrow. That's going to be a long football game as well. Um, also don't have Travis Hunter. But So, yeah, Bonix slapped. Coach Prime across the face and uh, won that one. Ohio State went down to South Bend or up to South Bend and uh, that snuck, game made, snuck one out. That game made me upset. That game was that was a tough one to watch. As somebody I don't, who wanted let Notre me make Dame this win. very clear. I do not like Notre Dame at all, but I just like Ohio State so much more. It's like I mean, a, oh. it's like it's like a Packers Bears game for yeah. me. Like, oh wow! Third nineteen. Comicord throws it at the one yard line. Screw Comicord. How does Notre Dame? Comicord's got such defense. a punchable face. I said that on air last week. He's such. I just don't like Comicord. How do you only have ten, ten guys on the field? They they yeah, had, they had ten bad. guys on the field against Tennessee State for one play that right. almost resulted in like this is like Two something plays. that they have like this is like an issue that Notre Dame has. It, um, most coaching so staffs strange. have somebody up in the box whose job is literally to count yeah. players. All right, we're good. We got eleven. Uh, we also <laughs> like that's your job. Out the Pac-12, uh, Washington State took care of business. I think it, they ended up winning like 31-23 over Oregon State, but it was not even that close. If you watch the game, Washington State took care of business. And the Beavers in that are electric. One. Still. Washington State looks for real. Uh, Keon Coleman saved Florida oh State God. in overtime over Clemson on the road. Uh, shout out to Clemson's kicker for missing that chip shot. Um, made a lot of people happy. I. <laughs> Love Keon Coleman in it, playing oh, football. I mean, yes, uh, he is. He's a first round talent, right? That there. guy. He's he a, is. He's he's he's, get, he's getting drafted. My hope to have no shit. He's getting drafted. Well, yeah, I didn't. I kind of cut my sentence off. He's getting drafted top fifteen okay. is what I was honestly like. Now, what I'm hoping for to happen is for the Lions to draft him twenty eighth overall. <laughs> if he lasts that long. He's, uh, yeah, he'll be off the board. Uh, or you, trade up. Yeah, Utah at Oregon State tonight, so the Beavers will have to bounce back. Utah was able to win one, a close one against UCLA last week at home, so both teams coming off top 25 matchups having will to reload. Will Cam Rising play this week? I don't know. I was told he was playing last week, and he didn't. Uh, didn't matter for Utah. They still took care of business. Dante Moore struggled for the Bruins. Uh, Notre Dame. Be a Spartan. Notre Dame's going to have to bounce back as they travel down to Durham to take on the Duke Blue Devils tomorrow night. Uh, it's a primetime game. College game day is in Durham for that one. This one. Uh, that will, should be if a lot of fun. They beat, uh, if they beat Notre Dame, two piece Notre Dame, uh, oh, give me Michael Cody's Lansing. Oh, God. I need that? it. Need it. <laughs> um, then you have USC traveling to Colorado. Big <laughs> noon kickoff. A 10 a.m. kick local time. 9 a.m. kick. No, it's, it's in Colorado. Oh, okay. Colorado's a mountain yeah. time. So gotcha. 10 a.m. 
local kick. Eleven between, in Central. That's, that's so bad. We'll be watching. Yeah, we'll, imagine getting up for a game day. It's like, all right, guys, we're tailgate at six in the morning. <laughs> oh like, my god, we got a game four hours later. Um, Jay, are you acting like when MSU plays Michigan, we don't start tailgating at six o'clock <laughs> yeah, in but the like, morning? No, no, you start doing that for a noon kick. No, like, I know. Like, now you have to move that back so now it's a four a.m. Like four a.m. That's right. So all those honestly, you just go to the bar, go home. Honestly, if I'm a bar owner in Boulder, Colorado, I'm not closing. Yeah, I just let it roll the night. I think I believe I it's against the law. You can keep it open. You can't serve alcohol yeah, anymore. I, mean, I would find a way around it. You can start survive. serving food though. Interesting. I would. Some I don't know. They'll, they'll, something going? they'll figure it out. Some mac and cheese bites Ooh. until like you have to be closed for like a couple hours. Like I think you can reopen at like nine a.m. That's too late. Maybe eight a.m. because I don't know. Anyways, An hour before um, kick. So yeah, yeah well, I don't know the rules. <laughs> it should be Someone a lot of fun. Up. Um. We can kind of talk about some of these games as we kind of move into the Pick'em. I did horrific last you, week. Oh, yeah. You had it's because I wasn't here. Pick'em time. Yes, you mailed in your answers. and uh, I couldn't feel it out. Uh, so last week, I went 5-2-1, and one, and my lock of the week hit as well. Slowick, you went 2-5-1, and one, uh, you're, and you missed your lock of the my week. My lock hit. No, it, you, uh, I or, said or Michigan 24-and-a-half. Oh, you had 24-and-a-half? I had it down as 24. So oh, I guess you— maybe I—I'll take a push. Okay, uh, so he pushed, but the lock did not hit officially. Yeah. So he went two five and one. He is eight nine and one on the year with eight points. Such uh, a sad JDC day. went five two and one, bounced back. He did miss his lock, unfortunately, the over in the Oregon Colorado game. He is nine eight and one on the year with nine points. I'm eleven six and one with thirteen points uh, because locks count for two. Uh, so let's. Move I it. think I think I should get one for a push. Sure. You know Woo! what? I'll give you nine. Tied with Jay. <laughs> you and Jay are tied at nine <laughs> points. Uh, we got a lot of football left, obviously. Being week five, too so way too much football left. Way too much football. A lot of game left. Uh, let's start off. We I want score predictions along with this. This the score prediction doesn't count unless you Ooh. get a hit it. But um, Michigan State had at can Iowa. I give, can I get both mine that I told you before? <laughs> okay, yeah, go ahead. Uh, right. Michigan State is twelve and a half point underdogs at Iowa. All right, I'm taking MSU to cover. Okay, final score five to three or er, <laughs> three to two. Three to two. Three to two. Three to two Spartans. Or the other prediction I have is Iowa wins twenty one to uh twenty one to twelve. Either way, I have Michigan State covering. Um and it's gonna be three defensive touchdowns off of turnovers for Iowa, and Michigan State will kick four field goals. Oh wow. They will All not right. be an offensive touchdown score in this game. Oh, I'm pretty God. sure on that. Take the under on what Cade McNamara and all Michigan State quarterbacks passing touchdowns at point oh, five. J-Mo, do you have a pick for the game? I would love to see a Michigan State victory 10-7. Oh, yes. Jonathan, Kim, Jonathan Kim runs right at me. Celebration. Jonathan Kim rushing Perfect. touchdown is the only – yes. That well, seems well, so accurate. Fake. Well, fake. the opposite way. Uh, this team hasn't shown me anything, so I'm going to go Iowa minus 12 and a half. 12 and a half? You think Iowa can score two touchdowns? Yeah. That's to, crazy. 24 to 10 Wow, JDC is defense. Have you seen their offense? It's going to be like, I don't even. Hey, something has to balance out. So, I mean, I'm going to roll with Iowa 24 10. It's, like the, Chicago, I mean, it's be... like the Chicago Bulls versus the Detroit Pistons, but they're playing soccer. I mean, to that's, be... what this, that's what this football game is going to look oh, wow. like. To be, to be fair, I took Maryland last week, and I was the only one to take Maryland, and that worked out for me. So, maybe it'll work out for JDC. I don't think so. I am taking the Spartans. 12 and a half is way too many points. Like, if Michigan State doesn't cover the spread. The season's over. They're not making a bowl game. Like it's not. I don't even know if it's worth. We're done calling games until Michigan. <laughs> exactly. Like I mean, like well, we only have one more game until and we're Michigan. We're not going to call not, it. Well, I mean, you won't be there anyway. I'm not going. So um, we got to go visit my little sister in 
the Big Apple. Anyways, so, uh, yeah. Um, all right, tonight, number 10 Utah travels to Corvallis, Oregon, to take on number 19 Oregon State. Oregon State, three-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, JDC, who you got between the Beavers and the Utes? Oregon State minus a three-and-a-half here. Um, I don't know if Cam Risen plays, and even if he does, I think he might look a little rusty um, on the road. Uh, only scoring 14 points last week. That was a little suspect, so I'm going to roll with Oregon State here. What, what about you, Slowick? What about you, Matt? You always go last. What are you uh, thinking? I'm thinking on this Oregon game? State. I so think my. tough loss, and they're at, I think home field advantage in the Pac-12 is right. huge, especially going, in a short week. I'm go, I was going the Beavs no matter what. I just wanted. I just wanted to hear what you had to say. So everybody's going OSU. Uh, JMO, do you have a pick for this one? Yeah, I like the Beavers too. The Beavers is just such an electric. I mean, mascot. how can you not take the Beavers on a Friday night? Like <laughs> it's such a cool mascot to begin with. Anyways, oh. um, number 22, Florida travels. To Kentucky rivalry game, Wildcats favored by one at noon it's a tomorrow. Football game. Uh, it's an interesting one to say the least. How Slowic, is Florida ranked? Uh, they beat Tennessee. Yeah, That's literally fraudulent. It. Florida, also Florida, fraudulent. I mean, Florida did get kind of punched in the mouth by Utah in Week One. So, like, let's take. How all is the... Kentucky favored too? Give me Florida, but they both suck. Interesting. They both. I also take Florida as well. Um, both teams suck. So, uh, give me the Wildcats. UF. Uh, I, I, I like, like it. I think. Florida sucks. It's a rivalry game. Kentucky's at home. Uh, they're the under. They're the unranked team favorite at home over a ranked team. So I'm taking the Wildcats to pull off the upset tomorrow. What about you, JMO? Yeah, I like the Cats at home as well. JMO, I'm, I'm rocking with JMO. <laughs> right. I'm rocking with JMO because JMO's rocking with me. <laughs> uh, the big noon kickoff on Fox tomorrow. Number eight USC travels to Colorado. Coach Prime. 21 and a half point underdogs. You can just start. We know you're not. We know where you're going. Oh, I'm I'm taking USC. Like yeah. this, this is going to be a like if you thought last week was bad, USC is going to probably put up 70. Yeah, the number one overall pick against Colorado. I'm taking I'm taking a USC in this one easily. Well, you don't like Shadur Sanders is number one overall pick. That's what ESPN <laughs> trying to convince Future us. Future right Bear. Now. No. Oh God. That's so many points. Yeah, but I'm taking USC. Okay. So you I, took you took Colorado, you two took Colorado last week. Yeah, early. and that hurt me. But a 21 points is just, picking tw- uh, taking 21 points on top is so hard. Like that's so hard. That's so many points. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so many let's travel points. back to the SEC. Um, this game really didn't need to be on here, other than the fact that it's I've been looking program. for it. I mean, for so I know long. how uh, you've been really looking forward to this game. Number one, Georgia travels <laughs> to, since the day he transferred. To, I've been looking to for this. Auburn. Uh, Peyton Thorne taking on the number one team in the country. Uh, Auburn is fourteen and a half point underdogs. Slowick. Not enough points. Not enough. You're taking Georgia. <laughs> Dude, give Shocker. me uh, alt spread it. Give me Georgia plus twenty. I'm taking UGA minus as well. twenty. You mean okay? I don't I'm see thinking, how Payton yeah. does anything against this Georgia defense. Like, yeah, let's be real here. Yeah, let's be honest. He had that like might be my lock of the week. Yards. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't gonna be, but now that I, I remember, I have I had the day September thirtieth in my head, and I was like, what is going on September thirtieth? I literally have it marked on my calendar. I'm not <laughs> kidding. Peyton Thorne He's got has to play the Bulldogs. Red marker. <laughs> The Dogs. day he transferred, I looked at Auburn's schedule and I was like, "When does he play Georgia?" Yeah, and uh, I, uh, I'm looking forward to watching him get beat up on a J-Mo, little bit. Does Peyton Thorne score a touchdown this week against the Dogs? No, I, I don't. I think he gets pulled at halftime. Yeah, yeah, probably. It's possible. Uh, another big game tomorrow. He'll have 12 passing yards in this game, maybe. <laughs> and in Big Ten country number two, Michigan traveling Ew. to Lincoln, Nebraska, to take on the Cornhuskers. That's a lot uh, of points. 17-point um, underdogs for the Cornhuskers. Can Matt Rule pull off some magic? He sucks. Michigan has oh yet to cover a spread this year, but Nebraska is also terrible. Um, I'm going to take Nebraska to cover. Uh, I, it's just, I don't know. Michigan's, 
They're damn. They're really good. I just. I don't. They're know. damn good. Say it with they're your chest, JDC. They are, but that's just a lot of points. I'm gonna roll with Nebraska. What's, what do you got, Schluck? I'm get, this pains me. <laughs> Give me the Wolverines. I think this is their first cover of the year. I hate it, but Nebraska I, is so bad at football. Like so bad at football. I mean, it's tough. I don't. I, I don't know. Nebraska's actually, in the same category as Iowa and Michigan State. To be honest with you, like they're just all garbage. I think Michigan State's better than Nebraska. I. Uh, but I'm taking Nebraska in this one. At Michigan's first road test of the year. Um, Jim Harbaugh's I, back. Jim Harbaugh was back last yeah, week, but he's still the back. They didn't look didn't great. Anywhere. Nebraska number one rush defense in the country. Uh, oh, so is that true? It is what? true. <laughs> I mean, part of it's because they paid played uh, Colorado, who's dead last in rushing. Yeah, they so, run the ball. Uh, they just don't run the ball, so that kind of plays into that. But yeah, Nebraska. I think it's going to have a good job. They're tough up front. Also, Shadur Sanders gets sacked like 12 times a game. Also true. <laughs> that goes as negative <laughs> so, rushing yards. One of the few top 25 matchups this week, Kansas traveling to Austin to take on number two Texas. They're wait, number three. Oh, number three Texas. Yeah, I was like, me. wait, they jumped Michigan? And then I was like, no, they didn't. Number three Texas, the Longhorns, 16.5-point favorites. JDC, who you got? I'm going to take Texas. Um Kansas is a feisty team. Um, I like Texas a lot this year, as you guys know. I'm going to roll with the horns. Horns up. Horns oh. down. Flip horns. the horns, <laughs> Kansas. Uh, I am horns down as well. Uh, the Jayhawks are electric. I, they're they so are. electric. They're such a football school. They're such like <laughs> – Kansas gives like the same vibe. Number one, they play Texas tough. They always play Texas tough. And – like they're, they're very good in September. Like last year, they start off like five and zero, oh, and they, they have that big stupid bird on the side of their helmet. You know the the extra the J, big one, the, the Jayhawk. Yeah, the yeah, Jayhawk. Their mascot. No, but they have one that's like <laughs> the Jayhawk is twice the size it normally is. If they wear those, Kansas money line. Oh god. They're, Anyways, I'll find give, it. Give me, give me. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, give me, uh, give me Kansas as well. Horns down. Sorry, Quinn Ewers. Maybe if Arch Manning plays, I'll switch my pick. Not really. Uh, another top 25 matchup, LSU traveling to Oxford, Mississippi, to take on Ole Miss, who's 20th in the country. Ole Miss, two-and-a-half-point underdogs. Uh, JDC. Roll with LSU here. Um, I st- I'm still a believer in them and Brian Kelly, um, even though they got trounced by Florida State. Um, I still like them this year, so give me LSU. What about you, Mr. Slug? The Tigers. Go Tigers. Yeah. Uh, Texas, or not Texas, LSU. Who did they play last week? They beat the crap out of somebody last Mississippi week. Mississippi State. That's right. They beat the crap out of Mississippi State. I think they – I mean, going on the road is tough, but I think I'm going to go with the Tigers as well. I just, I, LSU did not, did, not look good they against, look good against Bama. Uh, and that offense should have been ready to roll, and it wasn't. Um, third straight, top 25 matchup, the kind of the game of the week. <clears throat> last one, uh, Notre Dame, number 11 in the country, trying to bounce back, heads to Durham to take on number 17, Duke, who is six-point underdogs. Uh, Jamo, we'll start with you. Who do you okay. like in Notre Dame versus Duke? I would love to see Duke take this one. Um, I don't know. Another <laughs> bonafide football school here. Uh, just taking down, I don't know, a near top 10 opponent. That'd be cool. I, I, I love football schools. Yeah. It's a great take, Jamo. <laughs> Give me the, the Fighting Irish. I will also, also take the Fighting Irish. Have you scrolled down? Um, you can see the big logo that I was that's speaking of. Not even the full, like, that's just. That's no, their, no, that's not their normal helmet. I know it's not that's their normal helmet. helmet. Those I'm are their World War II lie. throwbacks. Kind of no, they have they have them in all different colors too. But that's just like the size I'm talking about. Oh, when, when, okay. when, the, when that little thing on the side is like its beak the is all extended. Thing. It's a Jayhawk. Jayhawks aren't real. I got to do science lesson on that. <laughs> I hope we play Kansas in the bowl game, oh, just so we can I hope have they a, make a bowl game. Well, we'll find <laughs> out if they're making a bowl game this weekend. Uh, JDC, who you got? I, between I, the I'm taking the Irish. Taking the Irish. 
uh, on the road. Mm. I think that loss was pretty heartbreaking for them last week. I think they'll bounce back. Uh, Duke's a good football team. I will do Mr. Slowish. Uh, I already took the Irish. Got the Irish. I'm taking Duke to cover. I think Notre Dame wins this one. Like I'm, I would bet Notre Dame money line, but I'm taking Duke to cover the six. A lot of points. Uh, Duke coming off. I don't even remember who they played last week. I don't think there's anybody good. I think they're, but they're ready to play this one. Obviously, the kind of their game of the year. They took down Clemson. Um, Notre Dame's a lot better football team. I think Notre Dame still has playoff opportunities and aspirations, and I think they get it done. Uh, but Duke will keep it close. All right, locks of the week. This one's worth two. JDC. South Carolina plus 12.5. Book it at Tennessee. It's at night. That is a little tough. But not really a Tennessee believer this year at all. They're frauds. Um, you're yeah, I mean, you're you get, you correct. You get smoked at Florida. I'm not really a Florida believer. So no, if I transit property, South Carolina will cover this 12.5 point spread. Um, go Cox. Well, I like up. it. Love it. I like it. I like it. I love JC talking about the Cox yeah. at, at, on a Friday morning. They're unbelievable. <laughs> uh, so who do you guys your lock of the week? I'm I'm sliding into a action. Oh yes. Oh, I'm taking yes. Akron minus two and a half against Buffalo. Yeah, that's my lock of the week. Give me the zips, baby. Akron's a favorite. I thought they were horrible. They they, no, they took Indiana to double overtime. No, Akron's Akron has a chance to win the MAC this year. Akron's Everybody a has a team. chance. They're like the one of the worst FBS teams in the You're country. You're wrong. <laughs> You're wrong. I know last year they were. The, yes, last year they were horrible. This Set year, out, uh, Akron legit. DJ Irons, I think that's his Yeah, thing. DJ Irons a dog. If he hadn't gotten hurt <laughs> last week against Akron, they'd probably score a point against the Spartans. So, like <laughs> a- a- Akron football, uh, they have lost some games this year, without a question. Um, well, they, they played Buffalo in the final game of the year last year. This is why I'm taking them. And Buffalo won 23-20. to Two. Yeah, that was the game that stopped Michigan State from making a bowl game. Correct. But in saying that, this year lost a three by three to Temple. Ian Stewart, former Michigan State Spartan, scored. They beat Morgan State. Doesn't really count. They lose to Kentucky. They go to double overtime or against an Indiana team that against sucks. Indiana. So in my head, they're not that bad. Give me the zips. Okay. I think something we need to acknowledge in the room is yesterday was the start with between college football and Thursday night football. Shout out the Lions for taking care of business in Lambeau, by yeah. the way. One pride. Um, <laughs> yesterday began a stretch of the next 54 days, the next 54 or 55 days, there is at least one college or NFL game on. Okay, the return of Maction, right? Because Maction starts up next week. So the next time... The, Maction's on Wednesdays though, right? Ne- uh, yeah, next November Tuesday. Are, next yeah. Tuesday, it's the last day without a football game until say, the who's day before. Play on Tuesdays. Uh, well, Maction's on Tuesdays. I thought it was on Wednesdays. Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Oh, so Maction, oh, double so, the Maction. So, so next Tuesday <laughs> is the last day without a college or NFL football game until the day before Thanksgiving. So just it. enjoy it. That's we have, not enough ball. That's, I, I think it's plenty of ball. <laughs> not uh, enough. My lock of the week is tonight a Big 12 action. Some two new Big 12 teams. You got Cincinnati traveling to Provo, Utah to take on BYU, the Mormons. BYU's a one-point underdog at home. I, I don't buy it. Cincinnati sucks. They lost yeah, to Miami, sucks. Ohio. They got trounced at home against Oklahoma last week. BYU won at Arkansas a couple weeks ago. Uh, they lost to Kansas close. They lost by like 10 last week. Um, BYU's just the better team. Give me BYU plus one. I mean, you could even take the money line, I guess, in that situation. Yeah, but BYU plus one at home. Can, I, can I just throw it out? I wanted to lock this game in because my, my buddy, who's kind of a degenerate, oh God. said that this one was free, and he was right. Uh, Tulsa 
was such a lock against Temple last night. They won 48 to 26. Tulsa sucks for those that aren't aware. They're not a good football team. And he was right. He was like, dude, Tulsa and the over is a lock. And I was like, really? I was like, they're both two and two. He was like, like, they'll get it done. It's 48 to 26. And I was like, man, you're right. It was a lock. Wow. J-Mo, do you have any locks for us? If you don't, off the top of your head, it's okay. But if you have one for us. I don't really. Um, I'm not a gambler at all. Okay, keep it that way. However... I do see my buddy Steve lives in Fresno, California, and I see Fresno State favored by 25 here against Nevada tomorrow. Oh, God. Locked what a lot. Taking the Bulldogs. At. Yeah, yes. love it. Love it. That's I a, love it. Uh, we should all ride our parlay together. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd do it. I'm I mean, interested. I'm. You're 21, right, JMO? Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. not, so I can't. But. And the rest of you guys can, you know, gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, 1-800-GAMBLER. If you have a problem, <laughs> just have to throw it out there. Shout out Trent Pally. Um, so I think that's going to do it for us here on Spartan oh. Red Zone. Wait, do you have anything else to add yeah, before yeah. we get on the road um, and drive six and a half hours? Yeah, we. I got one Can more. it wait until the car rides? No, no, no. Okay. It has to be out on the air. Okay. Um, dear Mr. Keon Coleman, great game last week. Rest <laughs> up. Because you got it's your bye week, and that's the only reason I didn't take you as my lock of the week. Oh, God. Um Rest up because you have to win the ACC and make the college football playoff. May or may not have some money riding on that. Oh, wow. Thank you, sir. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. 1-800-GAMBLE I'm, I'm if you have sure Keon is listening to this. I hope so. Anyways. Spartan dog. That's going to do it on Spartan Red Zone. Any, do any of you have calls to action to any college athletes out there that might need to that you might or may not have money riding on? Anybody else? Mm-hmm. I don't. Brian Branch, please heal your ankle. I need you to win defensive oh, rookie of the year. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Anyways, that's going to do it before Slowick starts calling out like the queen or something. I don't know. Um, R.I.P. <laughs> that's going to do it for Spartan Red Zone. We're going to get on the road. We'll see y'all in Iowa City. Uh, stay tuned for all the coverage. Jay going to have all the written content for us. J-Mo taking some lovely, immaculate photos for us. Sloke and I will be on air. 7 o'clock Spartan Red Zone pregame show. 7.30 kickoff from Kinnick Stadium as Michigan State takes on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Thank you all for listening to Spartan Red Zone. Make sure to tune in. Make sure to listen along each week as we provide more and more content. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Music, or anywhere else you get your podcasts, including our website, impact89fm.org. Tell your friends about the show. Thank you all for listening. I hope you have a great weekend, and hopefully we don't die on our way to Iowa.